Welcome to the Elizabeth Experience, the life and times of a super creative woman who's just trying to figure it all out, man. So come on the journey. Are you an artist? Are you not an artist? Come explore, live this life, see the behind the scenes, and let's get there together, fam. It's been a long time, fam. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know that the last time I posted an episode was in freaking July. What happened, you might ask? Well, TBH, I had a really shitty summer, experienced a lot of self-doubt and some other shitty life experiences. So in an effort to get back in the groove, I called my amazing, brilliant, insightful, intuitive, artistic, incredible friend, Chris Daniels, and we had an episode of Real Talk talking about what do you do when you're not winning, you don't feel good, you don't believe in your art, life is shitty, and you're just trying to get back on the wagon. We also had a lot of great conversation just about what it means to be an artist and how artists are different and the whole entire journey. I don't know if we figured it all out, but I think if you're an artist, you're going to find this relatable, and I hope you find it helpful too. So keep on listening, and welcome to the journey. What up? There it goes. There it goes. There it goes. So I figure we should just launch right the F into this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's been, it's been, it's been crazy. When was the last time we even talked? I don't even remember. I feel like it's been a while, but not like super crazy. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we've pulled it up in my mind. I like recall exactly last time we talked and I was like, this conversation's so good. I wish it was recorded. <laughs> Yeah, we, we do that, don't we? We do. We do. So I kind of wanted to like, I know that you recently went through you like a life change. And I had like, I have a podcast app episode that I had recorded in like, the, I checked my thing right before I logged onto the app. And the last episode was in July. So it's been like, I don't know, three months, four months. And it was funny because I was so stoked when I first started the podcast. I was like, this is going to be a creative journey. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, I'm going to share the highs and the lows of creative life and the journey with all (laughs) the people of the world. And then I just had like the, the, I'm just going to swear. I try, it's funny. I try not to swear too much on social media, but I feel like on my podcast, I'm just going to be me. So it's cool. But, um, I just had the fucking worst summer of my life. And then like it, I feel like in September and now halfway into October, it's like, I'm still recovering from the fact that like, it was a, just a fucking rough summer mm-hmm. for me personally. It's weird because every time I say that, I think of people who like are going through real, like legitimate, horrendous, horrible things. And I'm like, Elizabeth, like you're shut up. But nonetheless, for me personally, it was just not, it was not like my best time. It was a time sure. of like a lot of like painful growth and loss, I guess you could say. So I just kind of fell flat on my face. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I think story. it's, I think it can be easy to, you know, to feel like, uh, like we don't deserve to, to feel uh, our own bad or negative feelings just because we know that there are people that are actually going through actual real shit, you know, yeah. we, and we might yeah. say and describe it just like that. 
Um, <laughs> but, you know, here's, here's the thing is like, I think it's important uh, not to discount any feelings of negativity. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually really important to recognize them. Uh, and it's not that that's permission to wallow in them, yeah, but, absolutely. Um, you know, like the, a bad experience is a bad experience. And like, sure. you know, say, you know, say there's two people and one person is, uh, they've experienced, you know, just the absolute low of the low, like, you know, just like the most horrendous, horrible human shit that you can imagine. And they have mm-hmm. lived through it. Yeah. And then this other person has led an insanely privileged, privileged life. And the worst thing that they've done is stub their toe on a chair. <laughs> and, you know, so like, if that's the worst thing that has ever happened to that person, like to them, like they have no, no background, they have no contrast sure. to identify what is actually worse. So yeah. like that is, that still registers, registers to them as the worst fucking thing in the world. That's, um, you're so freaking wise. You're so wise, Chris. <laughs> so wise. Yeah, that's it's funny. I went to a workshop on stress, um, like stress management, natural stress management the other day. And the guy was delivering it was a chiropractor. And he had a really good point that he was talking about how stress is relative that for some people, like, you know, having to pay an electric bill is intensely stressful. You know, they may need to come Mm -hmm. up with $50. And it's like incredibly stressful for someone who's a billionaire like that that's not a stressful thing for them. They have other things that are stressful. So you're right. I mean, it's, I guess in life you can only ever, I mean, I feel like we're all intimately connected to all of our dynamics and all of those things are us, but you're experiencing life as yourself. So you are right. Like you have to kind of be right with yourself or be, you're only viewing everything through your own freaking eyeballs. So So what you're experiencing is very valid. And I had a friend one time give me really good advice, like along the lines of what you're saying of like, um, if you're feeling bad, you just need to acknowledge fully that that's what's happening and be like, okay, like I'm feeling bad and allow yourself to feel that way. And like you said, not to wallow in it, but if you ridge on it, if you get into like, oh, I I can't feel this way or this is then it just creates like, I think it sticks it there more. Like I've had that when I'm like, if I feel, cause then you get into this like weird thing where you're like, oh, I feel like, you know, really depressed or I feel really down and, um, and I should be doing well. And then right. you get into the, it spirals out of control because then you're feeling bad because you start doing yourself in like, you're already feeling bad and then you make yourself wrong for feeling bad. And it's better to just be like, well, I feel like absolute dog shit. Like, what can I do? that's causative to start to pull myself out of this state, you know? Right. And that, that, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if you don't acknowledge it, you can't fix it, you know, and like you, you want to pretend like, you know, because you know that there is something better, you know, that there is something good. Uh, You Mm want to, uh, I say you, like, I mean me and I, no, like I, and I, yeah. right. And I assume, assume a lot of people, you know, you just want to pretend like it's not happening because also less, you know, you know, ignorance is bliss. And like, if you can like make yourself be ignorant, it's just easier. <laughs> so, <laughs> totally. um, but I mean, like, I'll notice it. Um, like if I have mental stress, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of mental stress and I notice that, 
I will uh, subconsciously uh, suppress it. Mm-hmm. And and the reason that I eventually come to notice it mm-hmm. and notice that I'm doing that is because if I hold on to that mental stress long enough, it will come out in my body physically. Yeah. And like it'll it'll first start like just as like tension in my shoulders and mm-hmm. then I'll just be in, insanely exhausted when I have no reason to be. Yeah. Um, and this and I'm I'm saying this from a, an experience that I had like just a couple of days ago mm-hmm. um, where like I you know, that happened. And like, I was like, man, like, I, I'm going to take like a, a hot, long ass salt bath, which is something I never do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like got out of the bath and I went straight to bed and I was that whole day I was exhausted. And like, and I did a lot that day, but nothing that should have made me feel the way that I was feeling completely. And I got up the next morning and I like, I said something to Emily, mm-hmm. uh, who's my wife, for yeah. people listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and I, I guess like I, I said something, whatever I said, I said it in a surly way or, uh, something that allowed her to know. And she said, like, I, like you kind of in a bad mood. And I was like, you know, I, I think I am, um, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm kind of feeling shitty right now. And like, and, uh, we like dove into it. And, um, you know, even at the end of the conversation, like I didn't feel better, um, but like, I didn't like come to the end of the conversation and go, huh, well, that was a relief. And now like my life is perfect, but, (laughs) uh, what I did come to the end of the conversation with was a bit of clarity. Sure. Um, which is, uh, honestly, I think that's, that's really what's at the root of stress is just like when you don't know something, when you have a lack of clarity, completely, uh, you know, like it stresses you the fuck out. Yeah. Something's hidden from view. It was crazy. I had like a, it was just so hard for me. And I'm sure that this is real to you. Cause I know that you kind of like, I saw you, you know, you recently transitioned and moved and you kind of backed off of social media a bit. And, um, I was going through such a hard time. Cause I, I came off this like high, high, like I was in this, hum of production and I've also built an entire machine that's based around social media like I've Mm -hmm. you know for better or for worse um I and hopefully at some point I can get someone who can like run it all for me although it's tough because I like running it create like I like the creative aspect of like this is what I want to put on and this is here and like I really like the personal connection but you know I built this whole thing where I'm constantly posting stuff on social media. I've been able to build a lot of good momentum from that. I would say that, you know, a lot of my career, not so much that it's based around social media, quote unquote, because Mm -hmm. it's mostly based around hard work and talent and persistence and, you know, continuing to, to work. But I do find that when I'm not hustling hard on social media, I don't book as much work. And so for me, being a freelancer, it's like, freelance is fucking hard like if you don't work if you're having an off day if you're not feeling it if you can't get it up for the gram then like you it affects your money it affects your food it affects everything you know so totally. are you eating snacks uh, <laughs> um, all right so no no, no it's i'm fine no you 
you what you what you hear mm-hmm. uh, which absolutely sounds like a snack bag yeah um so i'm at uh i'm at my shop mm-hmm. that my buddy and i have yeah um and it's like this enormous huge big warehouse yeah yeah uh and this is a uh, i'm providing this insight because like if no other reason it's interesting and it, you know it might lead to something um <laughs> So I, I froze butter and MCT oil into a silicone ice tray. <laughs> What's MCT oil? Uh, it's a, it's a, mm, I won't explain it well, but uh, to put it very layman, it's like a very refined, uh, pure coconut oil that oh, has like cool. all the best aminos in it. Nice. Um, so it's like really good fat energy. Yeah. Um, and I'm essentially making uh, bulletproof coffee with it. <laughs> so you're so uh, you're cracking the ice and you're putting the oh no it's in not there. there's well, yeah the, but the ice is butter and MCT oil. It's it's just like I just put it in a cube to put it in a freezer so I could dose it out into a cup of coffee and make it here. I'll have to at a later time I'll have to like pick your brain on that. Everybody's into that brain oil. I'm like. I'm just over here trying to like chill with snacks, but yeah. <laughs> like I'm just on a snack frenzy. But I'll, but I'll I'll finish my thing. So I was like, um, it's just weird for me because I I'm on social media a lot, and so you, it's I mean it's crazy for me because there's people out there who it's like everybody's got like ten thousand followers, everybody's got like a million followers these days. It's like if you don't have a million followers, who are you? And I'm just over here with like freaking. 5k just like hi guys <laughs> like like right. trying to hustle but it is interesting because no matter what level you're at if you're utilizing social media as a tool to communicate your art and move and propel your career and build an audience you do create an audience who you start to feel like they're expecting things from you like it's it's a flow it's a, you're like building momentum and so I had been you know on a big hustle creating a lot of things I was you know, in July, like the whole spring, I was just like creating, 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 directed this music video that was a lot of fun. And just in this sort of high roar of like, I felt like fucking Superwoman. You know, I was like, because I'm at my best when I'm just at that super busy hum, when like things are busy and everything's good. It was all clicking. And I felt almost like, almost like euphoric. Like I remember one time I was like having a phone conversation with my mom And I was so excited and I was in such a good mood that I like, I was like, mom, like, I got to stop talking for a little bit. Like I didn't breathe enough when I was talking to her because I was just like, I'm so happy to be alive, you know? (laughs) And then, and then I just sort of had like a combination of factors, like work fell off a lot. I had made a decision, which is, I just, I realized now was a very bad decision that I was going to do some restructuring and cut down on work because I was working so much that I couldn't focus on myself. So I thought that was my mm-hmm. point. I was like, I-, I can't like focus on myself and I'm working too much. So let me just like, I intentionally cut down the promotion that I was doing, slowed down some jobs and created a situation where I was going to not really have a lot of work with freelance. You kind of have to like, you kind of have to be a month in the future all the time. All your gigs are booked out yeah. like a month in the future. And then your money's booked out a month in the future. So I intentionally slowed everything down and then it, I did it like so well that it all came to a screeching halt. Then for like a month 
I had like no gigs and I was like trying to focus. I was like, I'm going to organize my house and I'm going to like eat well and I'm going to get into fitness. And I just, all that happened is that I ended up like, I'd wake up in the morning and then like all of a sudden it'd be three o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, what the fuck even happened? Like, and like nothing really was getting done because I just don't actually function well unless I'm very busy. And yeah. And then I had like a couple negative people who sort of like came in and out of my life and negative people will always create that roller coaster effect, you know? So I had Mm -hmm. some like pretty heavy, weird invalidation go on from somebody who I didn't even know that well, but somebody who kind of got into my space, they were in and out quickly enough to just like create massive destruction and like really invalidate me and create some, I was like, so I was just like in the state of like not really producing a lot not having a lot of projects on the table. And I started to get into this really heavy period of like self-doubt, which was really weird for me because I don't do that. Like, I don't do that so much that I'm like, don't doubt yourself. Like be positive, self-love fam. And all of a sudden for the first time in a very long time, since I've been heavily making a living as a professional artist, I was like, didn't believe in myself, you know, and I was in this spiral of like, it's very easy in this day and age, you can get on Instagram and like all your fucking friends are doing that. They're like traveling here and they're doing that. And they're, you know, winning awards and you're like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> you know, like, sure. and I only say that like for the purpose of the podcast, not to like, I think I've always looked at this and I look at it with my friends. I look at it with myself, how it's so fascinating. Like other people who aren't living your life, will always look at your life generally and be like, wow, this is so exciting. I have so much admiration for this person. They're doing all this stuff. They're superwoman, superman. Wow. And at the end of the day, like each individual human is always sort of like, no, I think no matter what level you're at, you're always going through whatever you're going through. You may be in a stage of like heavy positivity and feel great, but you could also be vulnerable to your own, you know, the little like nasty men inside your mind that are like, you suck. Like, what are you even doing? And then it was like, just as I had started to, I think it was like right before I talked to you, it was like the last time I talked to you. Um, I had, I was just starting to come out of it because I spotted it. I was like, okay, I have negativity in my space. Like I've gotten, like, I'm not producing enough. So let me just, like, fuck this whole plan of, like, you know, getting my goddamn room organized or whatever that I thought I was going to do in this month, in this month of downtime where I was going to, like, focus on myself. Like, this is not working. It's actually making me depressed. Let me get back to work. And I'm going to, like, work really hard to, like, just get it all done. And just as I was, and I, I remember I had a conversation with you, like, that day. And then, like, two days later or like four days later, my freaking friend died in a motorcycle accident. And, um, and that was just crazy. Cause it was like, I don't know. That was like, it was just weird because it was like many of us, I'd known him for a long time. Many of my friends knew him as well. Um, I didn't want to, it's a hard thing when somebody passes away where you don't want to, you're feeling terrible. And I didn't want to exploit his death or run around like I'm in business situations. I remember I had a photo shoot like two days later and I was just off. And I'm with a client that like I can't, 
you know, like you can't, you're not going to bring that to the set, but like, you know, inside that you're off because, and you're feeling totally like fucked up because your friend just died two days ago and you have to show up to work and be like, yay, creativity. And it's like, it was so strange. And I felt like, you know, I, the type of things that I wanted to put out creatively it was different I didn't want to like it's like I wanted to talk about it but I didn't want to exploit my friend's death I also didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to push the buttons of my friends who were also grieving you know um Mm -hmm. and it's a private thing it's like it's very so it was just crazy it was just uh it was it was a rough summer (laughs) but I but I pushed through because I kind of you know, I, I had a friend who was a very good friend of mine who just basically was like, you're going to have to slog through this by like continuing to put in like healthy actions. And I was sort of like, you know, going through different highs and lows and being like, I need to fucking bail. Like, I need some specific help. Like, I don't think that it's going to help me to just go for a jog every morning. Like, fuck you, you know, right. <laughs> because when you're in the middle of it, you don't or like I remember even right before my friend passed away and this seems so trivial and stupid, but it's the truth is that I had just gotten off sugar and Mm -hmm. you know, I was, I'm like pretty badly addicted to sugar and I just gotten off of it. And I just gotten to the point where I felt really good, like really mentally clear. Like I'd gotten through the withdrawal phase and then he passed away. And for four days I was like, Oh, I'm just going to keep eating healthy. I'm going to like keep doing this. And then I was like, I think I got to day four and I just had this real, and I was like, fuck it. I'm eating all the fucking candy. I'm watching all the fucking Netflix. (laughs) I'm laying in my bed. Like I deserve this. Like I deserve this. Mm -hmm. I'm in mourning. This is my right as a human. And although it is, and it's like, obviously you should mourn and you should rest. It's, it also just like was really bad for me, you know, because then I like, my body, I remember I'd slept really weird the day that I heard that he died. And so I, um, I was already like all fucked up. My, my body was locked up. And then it's funny that you mentioned what you mentioned about how your body holds, you know, mental trauma. Mm -hmm. And when he died, my body just clenched, you know, and then I proceeded to like, not do any sort of physical activity, not work Mm -hmm. out when, what I really should have been doing if I was smart is like going to yoga talking to friends, you know, engaging in healthy habits, getting out of the house, not sitting in bed, watching Netflix for, <laughs> you know, however many hours. And, um, and that probably would have worked me through it in a more positive manner. So it wasn't really like, so my friend just kept pushing me to be like, you gotta just like, I know it feels bad. Like, I know that you think you need to like do other things, but like, you just need to keep putting in small pieces of order. You need to put in a morning routine. You need to make sure that you get out of the house and you make sure that you're like working out. You need to do the little, like make your freaking to-do list. And like, so slowly, but surely I sort of like put in basic, simple habits and then started to put it all back together again. But it was weird, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know when you're, when you're in the middle of any kind of stressor, um, you know, especially if you've been in it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I said something to this effect, uh, during my conversation with Emily the other day, um, 
you know, like people will tell you like, well, you know, you just got to like, you just got to believe and you just got to have hope. And like, and even if you're the type of person, which I know that you are, Mm -hmm. and I am myself that holds like an immense amount of hope an immense amount of belief, Mm -hmm. like in the middle of something like that, you're like, you know what? Fuck hope and fuck belief. Like, I don't really (laughs) care about them. Like, right now all I want is some goddamn relief yeah like I just like I just want to feel like I can fucking breathe yep and yep and you know so like you know all the all the feel goodries and the life hacks and the <laughs> you know, to-do list and the and the salt baths and like all those things like not that they're not beneficial not that they're not helpful not that some of those things aren't true but like I think it's important to recognize the fact that the shit sucks it yeah and completely you know like you know we can like we're always looking for, for a fix for something. Mm -hmm. And, and even if there is one there, like there's, there's a, there's a fluidity to life. There's a fluidity to relationships. They're not, they're not computers and they're not railroad tracks. They're water running down a mountain, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, you know, if you, if you try to like, you know, take a situation and say like, okay, if I lay it out in X, Y, Z, you know, I expect, you know, this very specific result. And then when it doesn't happen and you try to force it, you know, if it's on tracks, you're going to derail the fucking train, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's like you, there, it really is more about this, uh, finding an observation and a balance than anything else. And like allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling and acknowledging it. And, and then there's like, you know, the unhealthy side of it, you know, that's, the imbalance on the other side is where you just like totally give in. It's like, you know what? There, there might be a time for candy and Netflix, you know? <laughs> totally. um, yeah. Yeah. But like, and there absolutely is, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, but like not- sometimes you can, yeah, sometimes you can, you can force the work, you know, like Stephen Pressfield, uh, the writer of the artist way mm-hmm. or not the artist way, uh, um, the war of art. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that he opened that book on is like, you know, I sat down and I wrote and I saved it. And that's, that's all my concern was like, I, it wasn't, my concern wasn't if it was good or bad. My concern was I did the work I put in the time I did what I had to do. And, yeah. you know, there's a time and place for that. And sometimes that is the drudge. Like sometimes that's what you do when you're out of the flow, when you're like, you know, when you're in the flow and you're like, you're working on everything and like everything's coming <laughs> You're, you've got that hum like god it feels good and you feel like you're going 90 miles an hour and time just flies like you spent mm-hmm. you know eight hours doing something that felt like 20 minutes and like Completely. when it's like that work is easy and then we Completely. like when we fall out of that just because it doesn't feel good we say oh fuck something's broken so, like something's wrong like i'm out of it and i think like the the fact of the matter is, is like, you can't just feel that way all the time. It's not about feeling good all the time. You I know, couldn't like, agree more. Like the, the idea of our, our I, general social idea of happiness, in my opinion, is kind of fucked. Because um, mm-hmm. like we, like we couldn't feel happy all the time. It's like when you really think about it, it's a ludicrous uh, pursuit. You know, happiness is a very reactionary response. It's, it's just like anger when you stub your toe you know like when you like hit your fucking toe on a chair you know the second time i've used this analogy but (laughs) um uh when you hit your fucking toe on a chair and you jump up and down and you like you you do all that like that's like that's a reaction uh it's a it's a physical reaction to an emotional 
you know, feeling that you have. Completely. And happiness is the same way. It's just the, the opposite side of it. You know, uh, joy, which I, you and I, like, I think have had part of this conversation before. Absolutely. Uh, joy, I feel like, is the more worthwhile pursuit because joy is sustainable. It is yeah. not it's not contingent upon whether or not you stubbed your toe or you being in your hum and flow. Mm-hmm. It's a, an observation of life and a recognition of uh, the ebb and flow of it. Yeah. It's and always like you're looking for beauty and you're acknowledging like the grace and the beauty that is there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's a quote from Sam Harris that I really like, uh, which is the quality of the, the quality of your mind determines the quality of your life. Mm-hmm. and uh and to me that speaks to joy and I agree um so much well it's i think it's such yeah. a weird thing i i agree with you so much in terms of like there's all this push for happiness it's funny you're not the only i've talked to a lot of people who've expressed this sentiment of like you're just not happy all the time and i think it it's such a broken viewpoint in our society because it's i feel this is my opinion is that life is, it does, it has, it has peaks and it has valleys and you go through periods that are tough. It's what, it's how you learn to deal with the adversity that it really makes you a winner and a survivor. But nowadays it's like, everything's very, I think that we're so quick to call things illnesses and sicknesses or call something a disorder. And it it makes me upset just because I think it's like, no, it's living and it's life and life is hard and the universe is constantly th- like coming at you with pressure and, you know, people like, especially, you know, it's like the older you get, like people are going to die. You're going to lose things. You're going to have failure. You're going to lose jobs. You're going to have missed opportunities and it it's going to hurt. Your body's going to get injuries. You're going to like, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of challenges. And I don't say that in some sort of negative way. Like I don't, I think that life is a pretty beautiful thing, but I just, I don't know. I had this thing that like really struck me where like I was watching some TV show and someone was talking at this dancer was like, you know, I'm very emotional and I have such a hard time. And, you know, artists are very prone to being mentally ill. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, no artists are just empathetic and they feel and they're in tune and they're like ripping out their heart and fucking slamming it on the table all the time. And that's not an illness. Like that's not like a sickness or an illness or like a problem with your mind. That's just like you're a unique, empathetic, feeling, passionate being. And there's nothing about that that's sick, but it's hard sometimes, you know, it's like it's there's times that it's fucking it's hard. I don't even know how else to express it. Like I get because I'm feeling my own things Mm -hmm. and I'm very perceptive to like what's going on in the world. You know, I want to go out and fix everything. And sometimes I'll like walk by someone on the street and I can like perceive some, you know, I can perceive what they're experiencing and it can be very intense for me. And it's, it can just be, it's hard to navigate sometimes, especially with like, (laughs) you know, you throw social media in the mix and you throw like, for me, I'm this multifaceted person. Like I, I like to do photography and I'm directing things and Sometimes I like things that are super goofy and funny. And sometimes I like, you know, to crack like silly jokes. Sometimes I'm feeling super intense and not funny at all. And I think I do all right in just letting that all exist on the same playing field. But 
it's just it's a weird like it's just a being a human especially being an artist is just such a weird journey you know and it's hard to explain it's like I find I have people who are my friends who aren't artists and they want to know about it they're like what are you up to because I'm very good at like I promote all this shit on my social and sometimes I feel bitchy I want to be like just what I'm up to is what you see on social just get away from me and then I feel bad I'm like I mean I don't say that but I'm like god like they're they're caring and they're interested and like I don't want to be a bitch but sometimes I'm just like I don't want to talk about my process because it's like it's my heart you know it's just I don't want to talk about my process the same way that I don't want to like get naked in front of you right now because it's like uncomfortable for me you know well you you spoke a little bit to you know how uh you know society sees sees an artist laying their their heart out there their emotions out there and they see it as like oh well they must have a, a disorder yeah um so like I think this is what happens. You know, I think you're right. In mm-hmm. general, artists are incredibly empathetic. Yeah. Um, and in varying ranges of that word, I guess, as well. Yeah. But um, there are, in looking at my, my, own, uh, my own walk with art and mm-hmm. how it affects my life, mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've come to learn that, you know, not only is there a, you know, light and a shadow side to me but there's a light and a shadow side to my art as well yeah um and and when you're displaying something to society that doesn't have that mindset and they they see the good and they see the they see the the stick to itness and the the thoughtfulness and uh the in tuneness they they mm-hmm. see that and they look at it almost in the same way that they look at a lifestyle photo where they <laughs> yes. they see it and they go, oh, I I want my life to be like that, and so they mm-hmm. they see a, a yearning in it, they see a longing in it for themselves. Yep. And then when you when they happen to see the other side of it, when they see that shadow side of it that mm. you know might not be as put together and like you know might be dark and might be angry, mm-hmm. and they see that and go, oh, like you've got some shit, like you, <laughs> like boy like you gotta deal with that because like that that has no place here um but they are they are crucial to one another they like you don't have one without the other absolutely and like they you know it's the it's the artist's plight uh and that's not to say that that any one artist or not like doesn't have ups and downs and like that's not what i'm saying but of course um you know as far as like you know the empathetic individual uh it's uh, it can be a whirlwind up and down. And I think a lot of times it, it happens uh, without the person even knowing, you know, it's yeah. just like some, someone like comes to you, you're like, are you in a bad mood? It's like, yeah, you know what? I, th- I think I am. Um, <laughs> you know, so like, um, Cause you're and walking like, around like a raw nerve. Like I saw this interview with this hip hop artist who I love, his name's Russ. And he was like, you know, people want us to be, it's like you have to fucking connect and be with the people and stay raw so that you can create your best art. But then if you're that way, you know, people want you to be put together mm-hmm. and it's tough. Cause you do, you want to be professional. You want to be put to, I mean, obviously, and you don't want to go off the deep end and get, so you see some artists really, they, they become somewhat too engaged. I don't know how to say this correctly, but they become too like freaking. Oh my God. Uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker, mm. you know, like I, don't, I mean, and I don't know, there's probably a lot more that was going on in his life on top of that, but 
sometimes I, I used to study method acting and it was almost like, which I don't like method acting. It's not something that I'm into anymore because it kind of mm-hmm. encourages you to go into your own shit and what? sort of stir up your own shit. And I think that you can deliver a very good performance as an actor without, you know, I think it's better. Like, why do I need my own shit? I can create a whole character and create a whole world for them without damaging myself psychologically. But I think sometimes sure. artists can kind of go too deep. I don't think you have to damage yourself to create good art, but it's, it is an interesting thing. You know, you're just sort of, mm-hmm. you're, you're raw and you're there and you're trying to push yourself always, always, always push yourself. And art is so, for me, it's connected to like my soul and my heart. And it's, it's really weird to, and it, it's also sometimes with art, I can communicate things that I wouldn't be able, I have no idea how to say them like in real life, mm-hmm. you know, like, nuanced communications that are very delicate and sort of hard to handle. That's like, I don't know how I would even say this or how this would come across if I said this just out. But if I create something artistic, then I think it might, it might be able to display the nuanced facets of this concept that I'm trying to give you, you know? Absolutely. Or sometimes go, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) I got excited. You did. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, and like when you're able to do that and it and it goes well and people receive it well, they see that that light side or or maybe even a lighter representation of a dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, and they see it and they go, oh, wow. And they connect to it and they understand and they hear you. Um, but then they, uh, you know, you can, oh, man, I got like, I got turned, I turned myself around here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do uh, that all the time. Uh, so... Hmm. You know, I want to come back to it because like, come back to it. yeah, I want you to like express your thought that you get really excited about. I just seen it. Do I even know what it is <laughs> now? But, no, just that it's crazy. I just think it's fascinating to be an artist. It's something that I, I, I struggle with. I mean, I think it's, I think all, I'm sure anyone who's an artist who's, who listens to this struggles with it, where it's like, it's, it's a weird thing. I even find it because I feel like my whole damn life is, is art in a weird way, especially even, you know, with, with now with having like a podcast. Now there's this way of like, you can talk about this or there's Instagram stories or there's, you know, not to make it all about social media. Cause it's not, it's just that that's mm-hmm. the current, that's the current medium that you can express art, you know? So that's why I bring it up a lot, but and I'm, at some point that medium will change and then it'll be something else, but it's, there's sort of like an ebb and a flow and an, art, and, and an artistic expression to everything. Now with the way that we can document our lives so easily, there's even an art to how one would go about doing that, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. and I just think it's so, it's, it's such a weird thing to be so accessible to the public yet, you know, for me, I know it's like, I put a lot out there, but there's a lot that's private for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um a lot, a lot that's private. And I don't, and especially I'm very, very, very protective of, of my art and the process. And I don't want to be rude. I try to let people in, like I let people in by documenting it, by displaying what I want to show on social media, but I don't ever want anyone's viewpoints or opinions affecting things. Even for me, like all my friends know to never ask me how an audition went, (laughs) which like, (laughs) 
it's I feel so bad for everyone for for every poor soul who's never been schooled on like the Elizabeth Donaldson school of like do not ask Elizabeth how her audition went <laughs> because I get nasty like and I don't want to be I always kind of like almost mm-hmm. apologize after they'll be like how'd your audition go did you book it and I get real serious it's like this gut reaction and I'm like don't ask me that I'm like that is a rule and then I'm like I'm really sorry I just I have a rule <laughs> I just don't talk about my auditions because I don't think people understand how nuanced it is like in an audition and I know because I, I freaking cast people and I also audition and I know that like sometimes the reason that somebody did or didn't get a gig like for instance I had a music video I had a friend of mine who I wanted to cast I was like you know I thought she was the best she was my top choice and the client wanted somebody else. And so, mm-hmm. and it like, ultimately it really wasn't because the music video was mostly about the client. So it just wasn't really going to make her break the music video. And I was like, I'm not going to like fight for this. Cause I just don't see the need and like, I'll work with this girl some other time. And like, I think she's immensely talented and, you know, I'm sure that things like that happen all the time where sometimes it's like, you didn't get cast in a commercial because they just wanted somebody with a slightly different hair color or they wanted somebody two inches shorter or or whatever. So there's all these different things. Mm -hmm. And it's also like an energy flow. So like when I'm creating the art, I go in there, I do my thing, I step into the future and I try to forget that it ever happened. (laughs) Like, sure. Like, and with all art, I try to be, I try to be that way because I found that was one thing I learned this summer is that the win like success ends, you know, and, and things end, you make a video and it was amazing. And then all of a sudden you realize that like, it's over. (laughs) And so then like that happiness, like you were talking about fades. So then you have to get a new game. So I find that the only thing that I can ever do is just like step into the future and not think too much about it. And I'll collaborate with artists, you know, when you're working together on a group project, there's that creative process. But when it comes to like, just random people asking me like, so what are you working on and how's it going? I'm like, I don't know. Get on Facebook. It's on there, you know? Right. <laughs> but I feel rude. Cause I want to like, I, I so sincerely appreciate people's interest. I'm so humbled. I'm like constant. Like I posted this thing the other day, um, this, my 59 thing, which is like a one minute video with my friend where I kind of like, you have 59 seconds to state your purpose and when we came to the conclusion of it, it was funny because I was having a really bad day that day. I forgot to put on makeup. I forgot we were shooting. I showed up. I like looked like shit. My face was puffy. I was in a horrible mood. I think I like cried on the way over. <laughs> I was just in the worst mood ever. But the dude's so uplifting. He's such a good guy. And I was like, oh, wow. So then it, it's this cool video. And by the end of it, we sort of assessed that like my purpose, you know, not necessarily life's purpose, but at least sort of like a medium term goal is like, I really want to create my own show, like my own series. And, um, and I put it out, not expecting much. Cause I, in my mind, I was like, I look like shit in this video. I don't have on any makeup. I'm fucking had a bad day that day, but like, it's cool. And most of the time, at least with Instagram, like my video content just doesn't, you know, cause the algorithm or whatever the fuck, it doesn't like hook as much. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't get, people don't see it. And I had so many people, like so many friends, like, right. Be like, I would watch that show. Like you fucking get it. Like I was like very humbled. I was like, dude, like, I totally. Like, no, I know? saw it. My first thought was fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It was crazy. It was like, I just wasn't, it's like, of course, like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, like I think, 
I mean, I've been like chewing on this idea of creating my own like TV show that's sort of very loosely based around like a character that's essentially me, you know, but Mm -hmm. mocked up in a way that's like, actually like all the funniest moments and all the coolest moments all happening to, you know, like the highlight reel in a show form. But, um, you could be the next Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I love that. I kind of want to be like a mix of like the new girl meets. Yeah. Like Seinfeld meets. Yeah. I love Lucy meets. Um, I just, I really think it would be, it's always running in my head, like little scenes and little clips and like, and I know it would be really good, but it's just funny how that is sometimes with art where like, or with ideas that the things that you post that you're just kind of like, oh, whatever people are like all like people jump out of the blue and they're like, fuck yeah. And you're like, whoa, like, thanks man. So it's just, I don't know. It's a funny process. It's like, I'm so humbled and it's, it's, it's been very important to me to cultivate like a very personal relationship with fans or people who are supporting me. And I like, I I feel like almost like I don't even regularly, like every day I'm like, I don't know how to thank people. I don't know how to properly thank whether it's my friends who are helping me and supporting me like emotionally or my fucking family who like, I could cry. I could cry constantly how much I love my family. Um, or like just people on the internet who I've never met who like take some time to like show me some love on my shit. Like I literally am like troubled on a regular basis. I'm like, I don't know how to like show them gratitude. Like I mm-hmm. wish there was a way cause I'm so much on the hustle of putting out my content. I'm, I'm putting out my art cause I want it to be seen And then I'm like, is this going to like be like, it's all about me because this really isn't all about me. Like the big picture game is really like focused on like outside of me, you know? And I worry about that. I mean, not, I probably like, shouldn't, I think worry is a stupid thing, but nonetheless I do it. And I'm like, how do I like, I really, I really want people to know how much I appreciate them, you know? So honestly, it's an interesting, it's, it's just an interesting dance, you know? Yeah, like the, the the whole like uh, artist life, the whole gamut of especially a a working artist. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, like I'm 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 just kind of like processing and pulling in everything you're saying, and uh, just um, you know, really trying to get a a full sense of this experience that you've had this past summer. Yeah, um, because like you know, every artist has been there. Uh, in their in their own way um, and I'm I'm in my own uh, my own season of art and life right now which is uh, it looks different than any other season I've had but there are similarities sure and um, I don't know it's uh, when I when I think about what you're saying I think about my experience I think like you know what what is it that that we can bring yeah. You know, like we're like we're we're putting this, you know, we're recording this. So like <laughs> and like if if anyone if anyone is uh is going to benefit from this, mm-hmm. uh it would definitely be another artist. And um you know, like what what is it that these experiences mean together? Uh not just mine, not just yours, but you know, everyone's experience like are there are there answers that we just like currently look for that maybe we shouldn't even be seeking? Are there are there <laughs> solutions to like uh, to these problems? Like, are I think a lot of them are probably just um, 
just fixed mindsets that mm-hmm. that we tell ourselves like oh well th- you know this is broken and you know something needs to be fixed and um and I'm I'm kind of rambling here but I think I think what no, I'm getting No I get at, it you're you're like seeking it I get it you're like Yeah I think like you know if if we're going to if we're going to support one another as artists or just as like fucking human beings in general mm-hmm. um I think sometimes we actually do ourselves a disservice trying to like search out the, the solution to a problem. Yeah. Um, and because we get so caught up in it that we can't see what's actually there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, maybe uh, the last, the last couple of years, especially I've been trying to, to be a more and more active listener Mm-hmm. Uh, not only of other people, but even of my, my own self, my own body. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, you know, second guessing myself every time I, I feel like, oh, I need to have some input here. I need to say something because like, and like, not even that, like, uh, it would be a negative thing for me to do so. But, you know, we want to, we want to say something when someone says something that resonates with us personally, we want to be like, Hey, I'm part of your tribe. Like I get it. You know, or, <laughs> totally. Or we want to say we want to say something when someone says something that we're offended by, and we're like, "Hey, uh, let me defend this because you're an asshole." Yeah. Um, you know, but like if if we took those moments and we just said, "No, like I don't have to say anything now. I could just like listen." Mm-hmm. And um, just be still. Yeah, and I've I've learned that um, maybe that's the biggest way we can support one another, like. For, for an artist, like going through any emotional highs or lows, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you get into that like deep low, like you experienced this summer where you mm-hmm. just like, you just get, you know, maybe you fight it off for a long time, but you eventually just like find yourself like sitting in the pit of self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And like in those moments, like, I think all you really need more than anything else, like you don't need, need answers. Like you don't need someone to say like, this is how you get out of the pit because like no one can tell you that anyway. No. Um, is like, you know, just to, you know, be validated in your experience, mm-hmm. you know, just to be like heard and like, yep. and that's not just artists. That's, that's people. Yep. That's um, anyone of like, I hear you. I hear you that that's what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And like, and you're valuable. I had a friend, one of my very, very, very close friends who's like literally been a lifesaver, like in this whole time was, was just very much that way. She would just be like, I get it, you know, and not in a sympathetic way, not like poor you, mm-hmm. you know, cause I don't think I, I'm not, I'm not down for that, but right. just, just like, I hear you. And like, I know you're going through this and then combined one thing that she continuously did that was so I like I'm like literally like tearing up but like um is she just kept putting it there in not like a sticky way not like oh you're so great but like just kept putting it there like the things that you have accomplished are like amazing you know and like it was funny because it took me a while like one day I remember she was like, she was like, everything that you've done is like incredible. You've done this and you've done this and like, you've done all this stuff. And it's like, it's been amazing. And, and one day I stopped and I was like, you know, she actually means this. <laughs> like she actually thinks this, she's not just saying this to like make me feel good. And yeah. I need to sit back and like, 
it just like all of a sudden I was like, wow, like I, maybe I should start viewing myself a little bit more like my friends view me instead of like seeking so hard or pushing so hard or like Mm -hmm. getting into like the things that I'm not, I should see the things that I am and be like, okay, you know, but it's, yeah. When you're in that pit, when you're in that self-doubt pit, you know, that's, that's definitely difficult to, to see, especially for yourself. Um, Oh, and, and you know what, like, you know, what your friend did for you, like that, that is something that we can do for one another far more often than we actually do. Totally. Um, you know, it's, I, uh, earlier this morning, um, a, uh, one of the people that, uh, that I had as a, a subject for project 104, Mm-hmm. Uh, she she reposted her her key portrait mm-hmm. from that session um, and like reflected on it a bit and you know was just saying like you know what that part of her life looked like and uh, how that that moment felt and um, and I commented on on her reflection and uh, and it was it was one of the more impactful experiences within that project Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know they're i think uh any any long time long-term artist will like have had a handful of these experiences where you just have this very intense connectivity and in my case it happens with people Mm -hmm. with other people completely um where it's um I don't know. It's just, it's just on another stratosphere. It's, uh, it's not about, it's not about like these two people connected because, you know, we have interest here and we have interest here. Um, like this, this type of connection that happened in this particular case and has happened in a handful of other ones Mm -hmm. is, uh, it was just a very raw human to human connection where we understood one another as physical beings that feel. And, and the, the idea of joy, the idea of sorrow, those were, you know, those might've even been a, parts of the experience, but they were almost something on the outside of it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as, as a byproduct of this connection. Yeah. And in, in those moments, uh, you feel known and heard uh, for everything that you are and aren't and in such a pure way that none of it is necessarily positive or negative. It is, Mm -hmm. it just is. And you understand like your existence as one person to another person to another person. Yep. And the rarity in that is not the, the connectivity itself, but the rarity is having two or even more than two people really ready to go there. Yep. And, you know, as, you know, as artists in society, you know, like when we do well, we're praised. When we are in our shadow side, we're told we're broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, everyone, you know, all people should do this. But like, you know, artists speaking to artists, like, you know, we are a, a vulnerable breed. We mm-hmm. are an emotional breed. Mm-hmm. And we should really learn to be that much there for one another. Um because I like, totally agree. you know, you and I have had conversations before where we're like, like we're out here like creating art and there's like real fucking hard shit going on in the world right now. Like, dude, what, 
place do I have to be doing this? And like, and, and like, and you and I like have, we've had like hours of discussions about this. And like, we always come back to this, uh, this, what I will call fact uh, is that it is a necessity. Like art is a necessity. It's everything. It, it is a fuel source and it is part of the greater balance of the world and our society and our function and our our understanding as conscious beings Mm -hmm. like like it is it is a huge part of our consciousness period yeah it's Um, it's so funny that you say that I was literally talking to my friends like last night about that exact thing how I I mean I know that I have two levels with it is one is that like if I don't create art I can't breathe like I literally become severely depressed I don't know it's it's like uh I long ago realized that this was just gonna have to be my lifestyle because nothing else was actually gonna work um so for it's like very personal for me but then there's also an aspect of like I know that I have been in times of like extreme emotional distress or having events that are bad and um and seeing even very lighthearted things like one time I had a a really bad situation I had a girl who was friends with uh, this guy who was living in my house who I'd sort of shouldn't have taken him in but I was he needed he was like a dude who had like gotten off a bunch of drugs and I was like Mm -hmm. I'll be like a mother figure to him and he so he was associating himself with this girl who was a pretty negative uh pretty troubled person so she started coming over the house a lot and long story short um she got murdered and it was very intense I mean it was like she was very dark. It, it was dark. It was very, very dark. Um, he was upset. My whole house was upset. Uh, she was, she was a very troubled person anyways. Like my last experience with her was her like screaming at me. Cause I told her that she couldn't, I was like, you can't come to my house anymore because I don't feel comfortable. You're, you know, and then it was just dark and my whole house, every single person in my house was like severely, distressed you know because it was just kind of some next level of darkness you know and um Mm -hmm. and we went out my friend my roommate was super into taylor swift this is the funniest story ever (laughs) and he had gotten some tickets to her like we are never ever getting back together release freaking thing and it was like the most benign art like this isn't like life-changing art this isn't like revelatory art it's taylor swift with her we are never ever ever getting back together freaking music video and we go and see a q a and taylor swift is just so freaking cute and like friendly you know she's like i don't know some people don't like taylor swift i think she's cute and friendly and she's cool and she's like a peppy positive person and then they played the music video which is super cute freaking music video and chris at the end of that whole experience i was like out of my head i was feeling brighter Cause I was like, haha, Taylor Swift, haha, this video is so cute. I was feeling like more sane, more rational. And then like literally from that point forward, I was able to go and like attack the problem. Oh, my dog had also jumped out of a window and severely cut her paw. I mean, it was like a mess. And then I saw Jeez. Taylor Swift and watched this silly little music video. And I was like, I feel better. I'm going to go solve my <laughs> problems now. And it was like at that point, that I fully understood that like art, whether it's like deep revelatory art or whether Mm -hmm. it's just some freaking cool picture of a coat or like whether it's a hilarious video on Instagram, 
it's like, it is so incredibly vital and valid. And I was even talking to my friends last night specifically about like, if you had a disaster zone, let's say you had a, um, I don't know, some disaster that, that happened. Um, and you had a bunch of people hike, like thousands of people who were in like a state of emotional distress, the quickest way that you could not that you shouldn't deliver like medical attention, obviously all that stuff is super important, but the fastest way to flip the mindset of like thousands of people in one period of time would be, you'd fly out, I don't know, freaking Beyonce or somebody airdrop her into some disaster area, have her deliver some sort of like concert of uplifting music. Mm. And I swear to fucking God, like you would be able to start rehabilitating the situation so quickly if you just, not that art's the only thing that you would apply, but it has a very, it, it just has oh. this magical ability to just help, you know? Absolutely. It's and just, like, yeah. I'll, I'll even take it a step further. Like not like, Okay, so my my own definition uh, that of art, or like one of them that I've like held for myself, mm-hmm. is you know it's you know anything that has the uh, or taking something that is commonplace to some degree and changing it uh, in a personal way that has the effect of shifting perspective or Mm -hmm. at least uh, encouraging the shift of perspective. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, you know, if you took a stop sign and you just like, you know, cut one, like one little, if you made it a, whatever the stop sign is an octagon. And then you, (laughs) so like you made it a, God, what's the one with seven? Whatever. Uh, if if, if you made a, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> okay. So if you just like took one random stop sign and you made it a seven instead of an eight, mm-hmm. and you didn't say shit, like <laughs> someone would like roll up to it and they'd look at it and they just like they'd pause for a second and, and like they might not even recognize what's off about it, but they would they would see a shift mm-hmm. and they'd be like, huh. And then they probably just keep driving and never think another thing about it. Um, <laughs> but it's like just enough of something commonplace to like shift your perspective. Yeah. And, and so like you can use that, like if you take that as knowledge, uh, you can use that as an immense tool. Mm-hmm. And as far as uh, social good, man, like the implications are enormous. Um, but I also want to point out to that fact that uh, it is a tool and a tool can be used for good or bad. It's so, and I'm like, so glad you said that. Cause I was literally on the tail end of that. I was like, mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's why so many, that's look at propaganda, propaganda films, right. what are they're using art? I mean, that's why, I think that's why artists are particularly have such a hard time because so many of them are under attack by negative, you know, vampire personality motherfuckers who want to like manipulate them suck their energy, you know, Mm -hmm. use talent, or you can sometimes have an artist. I've been, I mean, I'm not, that's for, it's for another podcast, but I've been on sets with artists who were like, just fucking like over the edge, you know, they were just troubled people who had sort of gone too far into the dark side and their art was no longer pushing anything positive, you know? Well, like you, yeah, you can like, 
you can immediately take that this train of thought and yeah this could be a podcast in and of itself but where like you get into the the subjectivity of good versus evil yeah 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 and and like the like the where's the where's the line you know and like who's to say really where the line is and yeah. like um and so like something that i create especially from my like you know more shadow self like it could be something that might be disturbing to people but it could be something that i'm expressing uh from a deep and personal part of me and i feel like other people that resonate with this need to see it absolutely you know and yeah. so like you know you get into like a really fuzzy territory or yeah. you can um but yeah all all that to say um you know i i think when people do feel like you know who the fuck am i what you know what reason do i have to do this you know like that shit's powerful yeah um yeah. And like, even beyond the fact that it, it is also uh, a form of, of our language. It is a form of our expression. Words are, some people are really fucking good with words. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, even the best people, uh, even the best writers or linguists, like words are their system and a tool, just like anything else. And they will fail. Mm-hmm. Like they, like they only have a, a certain point to which they, uh, they're poignant and you know beyond that it's like you have to rely on other things yeah well i think you know wrapping up because we're we're to our hour Mm -hmm. and i'm really pleased with like everything that we have touched on i think it's really i hope that it's very beneficial for people and i think you know, obviously this, this would be something that is more, it's more for artists. It's specifically, if you're an artist out there and you're having, you're having self-doubt, you're going through a rough time, you're hit with a lot of barriers. Um, you know, just keep taking the small steps that will put you back on the path, you know, whether that's self-care, taking a walk, you know, any of that stuff, take those small steps that are going to get you back on the path to, feeling whole and keep creating and know that you, that you and your art is valid, that it's important and, you know, really develop your community and take steps every day to make sure that you are supporting your community and that you are seeking out those who will support you in your journey. Absolutely. Anything to add to that, Chris? Yes, absolutely. I would say, um, it's very important to, to sit with yourself and listen to yourself. Um, and maybe like, it's always important. Maybe it's even more, especially important during those down times. Um, one of my, my own personal, uh, most intense downtimes, uh, like emotionally intense was mm-hmm. when I simply allowed myself to, you know, instead of trying to push away doubt and darkness, I opened the door to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I will say I did so in a very constructive way sure. uh, because that could also like, I, I don't want to say like someone should be encouraging themselves to be psychologically unhealthy. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You don't um, want to spiral in or fest- right. let something fester, I, like feeding. I open, right. I opened that door, uh, with, uh, a tool in hand, which was a journal. Mm-hmm. And um, I think without that tool, it would have been a very, very messy and potentially chaotic and uh, harmful situation, mm-hmm. uh, especially to my relationships. Uh, 
so like if you it's important to sit with yourself uh that's one of the best things i've ever done for myself mm -hmm. uh it was also one of the hardest but if uh if any artist does decide to walk down a path like that um you know be sure you do it safely do it with a tool in mind like a journal mm -hmm. um and also uh reach out to an artist that you know has been there like myself i know elizabeth has been there um it doesn't mean that you put yourself in a cave it just means like any artist is going to benefit from knowing their full self yeah you're never going to get to know your full you like your complete self but like you're going to dive in and out of that that person you know your whole life yeah uh, but it's important to do yeah and i think i think you really bring up a good point too with journaling where you you put it out you know you weren't just sitting there sort of diving into your mind being like <laughs> like letting things spin you were actually like getting things out into the physical universe like writing them down turning it into something getting causative and and moving through it you know mm -hmm. so well, Chris, it's always so amazing talking to you. You have so much beautiful insight to life. And it's one of the many things that I love so much about you. So, Thank yeah. You. And I look forward to doing this again. And um, I'm excited to talk to you outside of podcast land and in general and see your life expand and grow. So. Yeah, same. Um, I'm so glad you're coming coming out of your your summer down <laughs> season. Me too. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, yeah, like I I will say like I, you know, even though I knew you were walking through this and you and I talked a little bit mm -hmm. through it, um, I never worried about you. I never thought like, oh, she's like she's not gonna be okay. Like, I I always thought like, man, like I've been there. That shit sucks. But when she comes out of the other side of this, she's gonna like fucking kick some ass <laughs> like she always does thank you thank you same it's of course it's cool it's like the one thing that I will say to that that I every time I've ever gone through something that was negative I've actually always been even though I hate it and it does suck I am very thankful for it in a weird thing I think you said mm -hmm. this to me last time we talked you were like you know what artists do is they take shit like you take that human experience that painful human experience and you turn it into art and yep. both as an artist and as a human you know I have I remember like in the middle of it all when I was feeling pretty down and I was like this is what people feel like because I'm generally very positive so I have a certain lack mm -hmm. of reality with people who were experiencing some really heavy mental stress and it I remember thinking like this is so good because I actually have so much more understanding for people now than I did and I have so Absolutely. much more empathy and I think that I'll be even more able to help people and you know be more able to say like it's you're gonna it you're gonna get through it like you fucking are and it won't necessarily be fast you won't get through it necessarily tomorrow I, you know there's not like a magic fucking pill um but yeah. if you continue to like create and step into the future and you know surround yourself with positive people and take the steps that you know are going to build a healthy lifestyle like it you fucking will get through it and you'll get through it so much more of like an enriched human than you were before which i think is the the benefit to it all so yes all right chris i love you I love you. Thank you so much yeah, for having yeah, me. Yeah, you're so welcome. And we'll talk soon. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye.
Bye-bye. Friends, family, countrymen, thank you so much for listening to the Elizabeth Experience. I know that your time is freaking valuable. And I'm super stoked that you decided to spend some of that time listening to me. So find me where you can find everything. My name is Elizabeth Donaldson. That's E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H Donaldson, D-O-N-A-L-D-S-O-N. Just like pop that S into Google and find out all the places that I am. But I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on the interweb. Uh, my website, ElizabethDonaldsonCreative.com. My acting website, ElizabethDonaldson.com. And, you know, all the things. But I'm pretty easy to find. And the best place to engage with me is on Instagram. So find me there at Elizabeth.Donaldson. I love you all. Go do your thing. Rock life. And I'll talk with you next time. 